Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Norhadi House and I am speaking now with Daniele Moreski from Procurecon and we are going to talk about the uh, new learning wave from Procurement and Supply Chain Spiritionals. Um, thanks for coming and welcome to Bichara Supply Chain, Daniele. Thank you for having me. Hi, Norhadi. Hi, everyone. Can you please preview a bit about yourself, uh, your professional background and what do you do at the Procurecon? Absolutely. Well, thanks, thanks for having me. I've been a, a listener of your podcast for the last couple of months, so it's a pleasure and an honor to be one of the guests today. Um, I'm Daniela Moreschi from uh, Procurecon. I'm originally from Milan and uh, moved from Italy to London after finishing my studies. I've been in the B2B event sectors for nearly 20 years. I've led events across many industry verticals for different job functions. And for the last six years, I've been leading the Procurecon European events. Here at Procurecon, we have six annual conferences. Mm-hmm. We have three, four CPOs and heads of procurement for both direct and indirect spend, and three category-specific ones for marketing, HR, and IT spend. Mm-hmm. Now, due to COVID-19, we actually pivoted our events to virtual formats, which gave us the opportunity to add a few different formats, such as webinars and also our Connect model. Yeah, my my role within the procurement is to connect the, the the different procurement leaders. So I spend a lot of time researching what the topics are, what are the key players, and bring them together at our very interactive events. All right. So uh, the pandemic has changed the education and learning process forever, Daniele, and uh, now it's undertaken remotely and uh, on the digital platform. So mm-hmm. uh, my question is, how do we, uh, as professional in procurement and also in supply chain, adapt to the change in ensuring that the process of learning is keep going well? Good question. My first advice to everyone who's looking to still have some sort of professional development and networking opportunities is to do the due diligence. Um, It is very hard to cut through the noise of the many webinars and virtual events, which keep popping up at the moment. And it's hard to to choose, you know, which one you're going to sign up to. Um, My my advice on that is be clear on your objectives. Um, You need to always, both with virtual events and also with the physical ones, be clear what stage of the learning curve you are at. What mm-hmm. do you need? Do you need thought leadership, networking, benchmarking? Um, are you also looking for systems and consultancy or for purely peer-to-peer interactions? These are key questions you need to answer before you even start shortlisting the events that you could go to. Um, the ones popping up on your LinkedIn timelines or making their ways into your inbox are not always the best solutions for you. My advice is, if possible, speak with the event organizer to learn more about what you'll be getting out of each event. Many of them are run by vendors. Uh, others are run by traditional event companies who have pivoted some of the events. Um, but some others are run by ad hoc platforms where purely spotted an opportunity. 
Now, we at ProcureCon have taken uh, our time before finalizing our digital offering. Um, and that was purely because we wanted to make sure that we were able to deliver a product in line with our core values. We pride ourselves on connecting you to more business leaders than anyone else in a very interactive format. And it took time to get it right, but we felt it was the right approach to do. Wait a little bit longer to make sure that we deliver a product that is premium uh, to our audience. And so when you're choosing which event to, to sign up for, if it's an half an hour webinar, you know, probably it's not gonna be the end of the world if you get it wrong. But if you're gonna commit longer than that, do some due diligence, research properly, and be clear on what you're uh, you know, the, this uh, new learning platform may not be easy, right? Uh, not every company, not every organization is ready to accept this challenge. So uh, what, if, what advice can you offer to make the path better and more effective in, in, in a fun way? Yeah, I believe there's going to be some sort of resistance. You know, people yeah. enjoy the, mm-hmm. the whole experience of uh, being present physically under one roof over three days. But right now, I don't think there is an alternative. And uh, to quote John Maxwell, who is an American author, speaker, and has written many books, uh, primarily focusing on leadership. Yeah. Uh, what he says is, change is inevitable, growth is optional. Um, you can't stop learning, especially now when the situation is very dynamic and all business are facing unexpected and unprecedented challenges. And what we know is that there is no textbook for the, for it, for the solutions. So this is, this is the time to come together with your peers to brainstorm action plans. Yeah. You can't be resistant to new formats. You need to embrace them and you need to focus on the opportunity. Uh, Naradi, I was recently talking to a senior head of procurement who regularly attends an annual industry event, mm-hmm. which last month went, went virtual for the first time ever. And what he told me is that not only he loved it, um, but he told me that for the first time, he was actually able to sign up more of his direct reports onto the event as there was no travel accommodation cost. It was mm-hmm. less time out of the office. So normally when two or three of them were going free, at this time, 11 of them managed to actually sign up and attend the event. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. Now, how to make them uh, more effective in a fun way? I guess even more than ever now, learning is to be more participative and more interactive because if yep. you're going to be sitting you know, behind your mm-hmm. computer screen, mm-hmm. you just want to be able to interact a little bit more. Um, and for me, talking about differences between physical and digital events is a bit of a red herring. There are good and bad ones for both. And I go back to my earlier point, do your due diligence. But ideally buy from organizers you trust as they can't afford to get it wrong. They're not just exploiting an opportunity for some quick cash. They're yep. here to stay and they can't afford to offer anything less than a premium product because mm-hmm. when things will go back to normal and they go back to running the, the physical events, if you had a bad experience online, you will remember it and you might not buy from them again. If someone has simply um, used online events as an add-on to the current offering, when things will go back to normal, if they don't run online events ever again, then probably the mainstream of income is probably start from somewhere else so they want software, so they can afford to take a punt to put a product out there. They might not be well researched, not well thought out. So my yeah. advice is go back to the people that you trust, the brand that you trust, and do your due diligence again. Other thing I would like to ask is uh, what the learning, what is uh, the learning method looks like after COVID nineteen, uh, where everyone knows that it is still unpredictable. 
when it will be ended. So what is your view on this, uh, Daniel? Well, I guess we, we're all hoping that it's going to end very soon. Yeah. Um, but it's probably uh, fair to assume that going to physical events, and that's true not just for B2B events, but it's the same for uh, B2C events, for uh, the music industry, the sport industry, even when governments will lift restrictions on travel and, and large gatherings, both individuals and organizations must still have their own restrictions, they, they follow their own guidelines. Uh, so, you know, physical events, it's a bit of catch-22. Physical events will return when people will travel to them again and vice versa. And I guess on this occasion, the organizers are the ones who have to make the first move. So the longer people won't be traveling, the better digital events will actually become. So there is an opportunity here because uh, organizers will be more familiar with running and promoting them. Audiences will get more used to them and accept them as part of what they do. And I think the digital events will not disappear, but like in other aspects of life, only the best will survive and will still be here post COVID-19. Yeah. And during this uh, pandemic and during this lockdown, uh, we will start using more of them. I expect a surge in podcast and uh, virtual happy hours. Um, you know, I started following yours a couple of months ago and a few more, um, more podcasts that I've, I've discovered during this lockdown. Uh, I regularly started taking part in uh, some virtual happy hours. There's one hosted by Sarah Scudder, mm-hmm. which is the marketing procurement guru from Real Sourcing Network. She has a very cool one on a Wednesday evening. Um, so I guess people are going to start adapting a little bit more to this new norm. And, um, and hopefully it will give us something new that we didn't have before that even when we go back to normal, we can incorporate to our learning. All right. So um, the other professional forum, like a, you know, seminar, uh, conference and et cetera, also has a big chain, right? And, and we can see now that the webinar is becoming more and more popular. Uh, do you agree that is a point where the organizers, organizer has to change the, the business model? So um, what is your opinion? Organizers uh, need to listen to the audiences. Okay. But they also have to lead them to places they wouldn't have, to have otherwise gone to. Mm-hmm. If I can give you another quote, I feel, I feel like quote day today, but uh, Henry Ford said it, uh, that if you had to ask people what they wanted, they would have saved faster horses. Um, and I think you can't argue with the fact they did very well not to listen to them. Not only cars did replace horses, but Ford is one of the most successful car manufacturers out there. Um, and the same will happen here. Um, you know, organizers are going to be are being forced now to be more um, digital. Uh, you know, everybody talks about COVID-19 driving the digital revolution in every industry and event organizers are, are not different in this, this case. Uh, we have been experiencing now, been trying testing different platforms uh, to use. Uh, and we're trying to recreate as much as possible the real experience that consumers have been used to. Um, and, but also the virtual platforms gives you opportunities, different opportunities that maybe f- things you can't do in a physical event. So that's why I say organizers can take their audiences to places they haven't been to. Um, every Friday, I share an innovation spotlight uh, opportunity on my LinkedIn page. Uh, it's a chance for startups 
and small consultancies to share their offering. Mm-hmm. And it's actually one of my post- popular posts of the week because consumer wants to know what's new. Um, they're all way too familiar with the challenges, but they're not always the best place at having the solutions for those challenges. So anyone who's got a new offering, a cool offering, has got a responsibility to, to research further and to take the audiences further down the journey. Yeah. Now, having said that, uh, there is a big but here that needs to be uh, addressed. The user experience is key. And organizers need to be open to feedback and audiences need to be open with the feedback to the organizers so they can better their offering. Mm-hmm. It's, we're still in uncharted territory here for everyone, both the users and the organizers. And like in traditional procurement, where the buyer-supplier relationship is the key to success, here is no different. We're all in this together. You know, procurement professionals, supply chain professionals are in need of platforms where they can develop and they can network and they can benchmark. Event organizers are racing to deliver the right opportunity, but it's uncharted territory on both sides of the spectrum. And that's when you come together, you put an offering in place, you test it, you listen to the feedback, and then you better it. I think for the next in the next three months, you're going to see lots of events out there. People will start attending uh, virtual events. I think by the end of the summer, everyone would have been to at least you know, one webinar and one virtual event, maybe a virtual conference. I expect that those will still be in place in 12 months from now, but with the feedback of the end users, with the platforms developing constantly, next year, those experiences will be even better and very different to what everyone, each one of us will experience right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. Okay, so before we close our discussion today, uh, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listener? Well, I think, you know, we need to embrace the change. That's what we all have to do in, in any aspect of our lives, uh, both personal and professionals. And the mm-hmm. same is when it comes to uh, learning opportunities, networking, benchmarking, professional development. Yeah. So we're going to embrace the change. I know that. Um, many people out of choice would have not gone to a virtual event or a webinar. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's the only option. So we need to embrace the change. We need to do our due diligence to make sure we choose the ones that are going to be closer to offering what we need. Uh, and we're going to give feedback to have that buyer-supplier relationship, keeping it live. Um, and and just remember that it's uncharted territory for everyone. Um, I think... What is going to be key moving forward is that collaboration. Um, you know, when you try something new, uh, you know, it's, you're still in the position where you're offering a product, but you're still doing market research. So, you know, the early adopters will be the ones that can shape up what the final product is going to look like. Mm-hmm. So if you really take your development seriously, and if you are someone who's been using events regularly, will be an early adopter. Work closely with the event organizer that you trust. Give them the feedback so you can shape what that event is ultimately going to look like. Um, now I'll be sharing, you know, uh, the latest news on our events on my LinkedIn page. Um, you know, how are, what, what new events we're going to be doing, the new topics, the new speakers. But what I'd also like is people to, to comment and let me know if we are going in the right direction, if there's any topic they want to have addressed. 
any format. Um, I like when people, you know, comment on my on my post or send me a private message and look, there is a great platform here. Why don't you check it out? I've been to this great event. Sometimes events that are not really related to the topics, but it's the platform that we're keen to learn from here. You know, which is the platform? What was the web hoster that you used that really worked for you? Let us know because we're all still learning as we go along. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.